0: I want to speak on gratitude today as we come. Um, I don't know if many of you know, you know the Butterball Company, where many of you have turkeys from and bought. They, they set up a Thanksgiving hotline. Did you know that? And to answer questions about cooking turkeys. And so one woman asked if she could use a turkey that had been in the bottom of her freezer for 23 years. That's, that was the real question. Too. So the Butterball Expert. Now, that, how's that for a job title? The Butterball Expert expert. That's a that's a great title, right? And told her it would probably be safe if the freezer had been below 0 the whole time, but the expert warned her that even if the turkey was safe to eat, the flavor likely deteriorated and wouldn't be worth eating. So the woman said, "That's what I thought. We'll give the turkey to our church then." <laughs> great expression of thanks, right? <laughs> Uh, Another man called into the Butterball talk line, and uh, he said he cut his turkey in half with a chainsaw and asked the Butterball expert if the oil from the chain would adversely affect the turkey. (laughs) Some of you men I thought would enjoy that one if you've done that one or had the back of your truck. But whatever you do with your turkey, happy Thanksgiving. And I just uh, pray that you have a blessed week wherever you are at, at home or away. You know, gratitude and thanks runs deep within us. Matter of fact, science has discovered that gratitude is the healthiest emotion. Did you know that? That's the healthiest emotion. That's pretty cool. Um, Harvard also did a study and said one of the simplest ways to feel better is to be thankful and have a heart of gratitude. Wow, it's amazing. So I pray that you do have a heart of gratitude and thanks if not I want to help you out with that a little bit today Luke chapter 17 there were 10 men who had a skin disease known as leprosy and Jesus was going into a village and these men stood at a distance which is what they were required to do by law when you had leprosy you lived in a leper's camp and you were uh, only allowed into the city when it was necessary but you had to announce yourself beforehand you had to proclaim loudly that you were Unclean, which meant people had to keep their distance from you because of the disease. So these ten guys came to town for whatever reason it was, and they saw Jesus. They heard about Jesus. They knew that he was becoming popular of the miracles that were happening through him and by him. And so they call out to him and asked if he would have mercy. On them. And in that day, if you had leprosy, you stay in the leprous camp. But if by chance you were healed or, or by chance you got over the leprosy, you could only go back home and live a normal life if you were first given a bill of health by the priest of that day. So the priest acted not only as a spiritual leader, but also as the medical or the doctor's guide, and you had to get a bill of health. And uh, these guys are crying out to Jesus for mercy. Jesus hears them, turns towards them, and simply says, go show yourself to the priest. And the the Bible said as they went, their skin disease left them, not as they stood there, not as they thought about it, not as they contemplated it. In other words, what was happening here was that they moved in the direction of the things they were believing God for in their life. Today, what are you believing God for? What are you believing God for? What is it that's in your heart today? And I wanna say this there's something powerful whenever we move by faith in the direction of the thing that we are believing God for, whatever it is. So maybe it's a financial difficulty right now, you've gotten yourself into a financial jam, but that you are praying, you're asking God for freedom financially. But don't just keep doing what you have been doing. you got to start changing habits and start moving your life in a new direction. Step out in faith, and that is where God will meet you, whatever you are going through today. The skin disease left them. I want to pick up in verse 15, and it says, One of them, when he saw that he was healed, he came back praising God in a loud what? A loud What? Voice. Yeah, he came back in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet. He thanked him. He was a Samaritan, which meant normally there would be no interaction between a Jew and a Samaritan. But he was so full of gratitude that he comes back and he thanks Jesus and he praises God. Verse 17, Jesus asks a question. Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? No one gave praise to God except this one man, this foreigner. And then Jesus said to him, rise and go because your faith now has made you well. And I'm going to come and talk about that in just a moment. So I have a question for you based on what we just read. Do you think that Jesus thought the other nine were thankful for what he had done for them? It certainly appears that Jesus saw the one man as being grateful because he showed that he was grateful And I think that it's safe to assume that Jesus is not viewing the other nine with the same thought as he is the one. Which is why whenever we stop praising and expressing thanks, we have to know something. There's something taking place. And we should never do that because it's not known until it's shown. It's not known until it is shown. Giving thanks confronted by someone that says, hey, you don't seem very grateful or thankful. How many times have we done that to our own kids? You don't seem very grateful. You don't seem very thankful for what was just given to you or what just happened or what was just bestowed upon you. And you might say, no, 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 I am thankful, but I just want you to understand something. It's not known until it's shown. Gratitude is a lot like faith. The Bible says faith without works is what? It's dead, right? It's one thing to say you have faith, for sure, but faith is more than something on the inside of you, more than what you feel. Faith is an action that you move forward on. Faith is a a behavior. And likewise, gratitude is something more than a thought, more than a feeling, more than meditation, or more than contemplation. Thanks is not complete until it's expressed. Because it's something that you give. Thanks giving, or giving thanks, right? It's something that we do. It's something we do. Psalm 107 says, give thanks to the Lord, for he is what? He is good, right? The Bible says that over and over and over again. It's what we sang about today. So when we consider whether we're grateful, thankful, having gratitude, then I think it's fair for us to begin right here, and we begin to evaluate our actions rather than just claiming that, we have a good feeling towards it. And this is for anyone who wants to grow. Anyone that wants to be all that God wants them to be, You, you to have a time where we're where honest in our self-evaluation whether or not we are grateful from a scale from 1 to 10. Where would the measure be on ourselves today? Wherever you land on that, well, my goal is to help you kind of move that up, if you will. Like if you came in here today and you feel, man, I really, I really had an off week or an off season lately. I've been caught up in my troubles and my problems and, and discouraged, and I'm probably way down low. I'm maybe down a little one or a two on gratitude, uh, you know, whatever. There's no condemnation today, but my hope is that you will decide that you're not going to leave here the same what you came in that you want to move the meter up in your life, let's move the gratitude meter up in the right direction. Amen? Let's move that up today. See, being grateful is an attitude. It's, it's, It's an attitude knowing that you're blessed beyond what you deserve. Amen? It's an attitude for being blessed and entitled to absolutely nothing. Gratitude is an attitude towards God. It's an attitude towards life. It's an attitude towards other people. It moves through everything inside of us. It carries with it automatic expressions. Again, the walk back to Jesus. We understand a man was grateful and thankful, so he took the time to walk it back and to return. And being known in his heart, he makes it known to the one that changed his life forever. Now, We understand we don't have to be thankful for everything because that gets messed up and people get wrapped around that thing in a weird way. I'm not thankful for the bad things that happen in my life or thankful for the bad things that happen in our world. You don't have to be thankful for everything. You don't have to be thankful for injustice today. You don't have to be thankful for the breakup or the parent who lived foolish and mistreated you or the dad who abandoned you or the person who lied about you or, or the season of stupidity in your own past that you're trying to get beyond right now today. Some Bible on this, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances. And the wording is so intentional here. When we give thanks in all circumstances, it empowers us, it lifts us, it transcends us in the current moment of opposition and adversity in our life. It's good for your soul when you're in the valley to give thanks, amen? When you're in the struggle, to give thanks. When you're confused that you would give thanks, it's good for your soul to give thanks inside of every situation, whatever it may be. Maybe it's been a really brutal year for you. Maybe it's been bitter. Maybe it's been painful. There are scenarios in you that you're thinking, wow, I, I, man, these things are so hard for me to be grateful or thankful for and, You know, I'm not typically thankful when it's rainy and cold outside, but I can be thankful in a rainy and cold day, right, inside of that. Like some of you right now, you you know, years back and growing up, or maybe in the place that you're in, you're like, Wow, I couldn't even think about living without Mr. Wright or Miss Mrs. Wright and Miss Wright, and your heart was broken. He broke your heart at 17 and you cried and you like didn't eat for a week, and now you're back and you're like, God, I thank you that I didn't end up with that person. How many of you are with me today? Come on, to tell the truth, right? thank God I'm not with him, that God has you with the right person right now. Amen? Like God is working that out. He's doing something. In seasons of difficulty, you look back and you see all those moments connected and you see it all after the fact. Would you want to remove from your life if you could? You might say, leave it in there. You might just honestly today, look at those different things that happened to you in your life, and are maybe happening right now. It's hard to see, but that you would look back and say, you know what, I, I, I just say, Lord, I'm glad you left it in there. Anybody know what I'm talking about today? Like all things work to the good, amen? When you keep that attitude, you keep it growing and going, even the worst of circumstances and struggles in life, later on you look back and you're thankful for it, Amen? So I want to give you five expressions of thanksgiving today um, and gratitude. If, if I do look at the story, I think that we all want to be better at this for sure. Uh, thanksgiving is not really fulfilled until it's expressed. So let's learn how to express it. Here are a few practical things. This one is about as, a, as about practical as you can get the first one. Smile often. Come on, can you say that with me? Smile often. Yeah, smile often. See, I think there's more gratitude in us than we uh, show on our face many times. Isn't that true? Many times our face is betraying us more than we realize. And you feel a sense of gratitude or you think in terms of it, but you don't notify your face to smile. How many of you are with me? You need to notify your face, smile often of what you're going through. Like we're we're all aware as people go through things, wow, what's happening? Your face is saying to your spouse or kids, the people at work, it's saying something completely different than you feel in your heart. Like what is your RBF face really saying? (laughs) Resting... Bad face, I'll say it that way. You know what I'm talking? Some people like, I have no idea what, don't look it up. You'll be surprised, but what is your RBF saying? And I can get that way sometimes. You get stuck in that. See, listen, don't let your face determine your momentary mood. That's maturity. Amen, that yeah. this situation is not going to get the best of me. Number two, speak up. Can you say that? Speak up an attitude of thanksgiving has its own vocabulary. It does, and the expression of it. This leper who is now healed took the time to speak up and thank Jesus for being a benefactor of God's grace and healing. I think we could all benefit from broadening our vocabulary that expresses more thanksgiving. And many times we understand we had a parent that drilled that into a say thank you, say thank you, or thanks, or thank you so much, What I want to encourage you today is moving the meter of gratitude up in your life is to grow into a new vocabulary that, yes, it may make you feel awkward to say it, but you need to drill down and speak from your heart, right? And I think we can all benefit from that. In the Bible, they were called salutations, meaning, meaning this, they were a salute or express a value through words of blessings and, and words of affirmation. Those are in the Bible. May the Lord bless you, may the Lord keep you, may, may the word of God be with you. One guy named John in third John wrote: May you prosper and be in health, even as your soul is prospering, speaking blessing. I love this in Deuteronomy chapter one and verse 11. May the Lord increase you a thousand times and bless you as he has promised. Have you ever just spoke to someone and say, man, may the Lord increase you and bless you a thousand times? Have you ever done that? Wow, well, we're gonna do it right now in this place because I believe the church should be a laboratory, amen? So I want you to turn to the person next to you and say, may the Lord bless you a thousand times. Come on, do it. May the Lord bless you a thousand times. May the Lord bless you a thousand times even though you're not smiling at me. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord bless you a thousand times. I know that can feel so awkward, Right? You're probably not going to walk into, up to a coworker and say, "May the Lord bless you a thousand times, but I, I get that, but there's other ways. may God bless you, sir," or, or "Ma'am," and, and I'm blessed to know you as a friend. You know my wife told me the other day she was thankful for me during our devotional time together. Those things stick with you throughout the day. Amen absolutely, versus telling your husband how terrible of a person he is. And you just say this, come on, can you just say how thankful you are before you tear them down and rebuke them? How many of you are with me today? Come on. Are you with me? Yes, 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 yes. So that I get the privilege of having you as my wife or my husband and my, and my child looking at your children and telling them how thankful you are for their life today for how thankful you are for God's calling and gifting on them are you getting this today we we're calling out compliments and doing this we're sending out messages of gratitude and thanks that I get to know you I get to go to church with you that I get to be together with each and every one of you today this is an awesome privilege amen I mean, when's the last time you ever turned your car around and said thank you for the delicious Chick-fil-A sandwich after you went through the drive-through line that you came back and you returned and you said thank you. Listen, the other week I was up in Winchester at Chick-fil-A and listen, I went in there and I was waiting for my order and listen, I looked over and I saw a man eating his chicken sandwich at Chick-fil-A. He looked at it like he was in love with it. I'm... (laughs) Imagine that. or say, It was crazy. I'm telling you, I'm not lying to you. I, I felt uncomfortable. <laughs> Rick, it was in your store. It wasn't you. But I'm just, I almost felt like starting the Kenny G music and just like, <laughs> let's let this guy have a moment right here. Looking at this chicken sandwich in a whole new way. I mean, when's the last time you turned around and said, thank you for that chicken sandwich? That was amazing. My Lord, have mercy. And You know, man, we are the ones that are probably most guilty of this. Our manhood puts us, we're allowed to put us in a cave verbally sometimes. So how about us just risking being odd or weird and uh, let's broaden our vocabulary, right? To express gratitude and thanksgiving we have for one another and to God. So let's not measure ourselves by what everyone else is doing. Amen? Speak up. I said speak up. I said what? Speak up. Come on, let's speak up and show thanks. Number three, show honor. Showing honor is showing gratitude. It, it, and it's not a sign of weakness, it's a sign of strength. You know, honoring somebody is a sign of strength, not a sign of weakness. You know, we're even told to honor our father and mother, right? That's scripture, Exodus 20. I love Romans chapter 12, and verse 10. It says, Outdo one another in showing honor. It's pretty incredible. We're to outdo one another and showing honor, especially in the society we live in today, that's definitely inclined to hold back words of encouragement and thanks and gratitude from one another. I mean, am I the only one seeing this? Right? That you and I are called to do this, to call to outdo one another. We're called, according to 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 17, to honor everyone. Not just certain people. We're called to honor every single person person and let me tell you sometimes in our younger generation and it can be in the older generation as well there's an attitude where this shows up that we can't see many times too far back or won't allow ourselves to be uh, see too far back in in history that 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 we're really benefiting from other people that have gone before us and paid the price like maybe in our workplaces, somebody you know started that business and paid the price and, and gave and, and gave when there was nothing there, and the shortages and the revenue didn't look like it was going to hit through this last year or this month. And there becomes a short sightedness in our pop culture today, and people all around us are sometimes adopting a lifestyle that resists to refuse and show honor. And that pressure is hard to go against like, hey, coach, thank you so much for an incredible difference that you've made in my life throughout the years that you gave me the opportunity to do this. Sometimes there's cynicism that shows up when somebody else is maybe showing honor around us, but the Bible has called us to show honor to everyone, everyone Let the elders who rule be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. Sometimes we miss that one as well, but it's right there in the Bible. We should honor up. We should honor down. We should honor all the way around. So if you struggle with honor, here's a question I want you to explore. Do I want to live in a world without honor? Do I want to live in a city without honor? Do I want to live in a state, a nation without it, in a home? In a church, whatever it may be, in my campus, next time when you're in a crowd, when, you're, when, when, when they're sitting and they should be standing, are you going to stand to show honor? And standing when they ought to be sitting, who's ignoring the moment to acknowledge some greatness that is in the atmosphere in the room? Next time you're tempted to opt out, ask yourself this question, Do I really want to live in a world without honor? I don't think so. Because why? Everything is better with honor. So it's vital as a church, and we as God's people will fearlessly, unashamedly, courageously show honor up, down, and all the way around. Number four, share your blessings. Can you say that? Share your blessings. We understand that generosity And gratitude go hand in hand. You see it all throughout the Bible. The moment you realize you've been blessed is the moment you really want to be a blessing. That's the natural response that I read inside of God's word. That you see the blessing that God has given to you. So naturally, you want to turn around and bless others. So today, we get an opportunity to do that in our Heart for the House offering that we're going to receive in just a moment. That we realize that we've been blessed and we get an opportunity to bless others that aren't as fortunate as us. And I understand as we come, as we're a grateful church who understand the benefits that God has given to us. Because the psalmist said, forget not all of his benefits, right? Don't forget them. That God is the benefactor. What does that mean? Well, he's the one to will the good upon our lives. That he has great intentions towards us. And then comes the benefit. The benefit of it, those benefits, and then the benefactor, and there has to be a beneficiary that 's the one who receives the good, you and I amen and uh, we had a class uh, on Tuesday night this semester studying the Bible and uh, understanding the word, and I thought there were some great things they pointed out the word for cleansing it means physical healing that healing is also defined in the word sozo meaning saved salvation may well mean the lepers here are restored to their community from where they were alienated from, that they're brought back into a community that said, no, you can't stay here anymore. And Jesus tells the returner, this one, to stand up and go in his salvation. That He says, I want you to be thankful, and now go share it. And so what's amazing inside of this story is, that this one returner got something that the other nine never did. That the one returner not only got healing, but it went deeper into wholeness. More than just clarity of skin, this one man got purpose, calling, and faith. That is the meaning of being a whole person. When you and I return, To the Lord, we get purpose, we get calling, and we get faith in him. See, you understand this one man, you understand he knew this. Gratitude grows in humility. We understand what God has done for each of us in our own lives, just like this leper, who comes with a heart of humility to which Jesus responds, now rise, go because your faith has made you well share that share the blessing share your blessing tell somebody what the lord has done for you just like this leper i pray that we would come with a heart of humility to which jesus responds now rise go because your faith has made you well do that i'm so thankful for what somebody else did for me that i want to now go do it To somebody else, I want to be a blessing. I want to share it. That's what gratitude does. Gratitude brings us into a place of generosity, where we're we understand this that we are blessed to be a blessing. And number five, sing praise to God. Can you say that with me? Sing praise to God. Singing praise is really not about musical talent, right? It's great though. Singing praise is really an expression of thanksgiving, where. We say, I will bless the Lord at all times because his praise will continually be in my mouth. That we're to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise, give thanks to his name and praise his name. And then Psalm 147 praise the Lord for he's good to sing praises, for it's good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant. And a song of praise is fitting. Wow, a song of praise just fits right here because God's been so good. It just fits because, Lord, thank you so much. It's just fitted for this moment. It's fitted. And so, am I going to walk on or I am going to turn around and go back? He's done so much for me now. I got to turn around. I got to go back. I say, Thank you, Lord. I'm going to return for what you did for me that I could not do for myself. That I want to be here in the proximity of my Savior, and my healer, remembering what God's done for me and what others continue to do for me, that gratitude flows from God's presence. So I want to be in his presence all the time. You know, more gratitude will not come from more acquisitions, but from more awareness of his presence and his goodness. So what am I saying today? you and I, like the leper who returned, we need to move in the direction of the thing you're believing God for in your life, not away from it. Are you moving in the direction of the things that you're believing God for in your life? Are you doing it? Are you taking the time today to say, thank you, Lord? I hear people come in the doors of church today sharing Words of thanksgiving. God's doing something. God's healing a family member. God's touching them. And God, you may be here today and you're not well in your body. Yeah, you don't have to be thankful for your sickness, but you can be thankful in your sickness. Amen. You can be thankful that God is at work and He's here and He's a God that saves, but He's also a God that makes you whole today. And that is always what Jesus is going after in our lives. Amen. We're going to pray, and then what we're going to do is, after we pray, we are going to stand and we're going to receive this offering. We have buckets across the front here today. And um, that uh, our Heart for the House offering that uh, we have every year, that uh, we're believing for a miracle offering today to be able to sow into these two wonderful organizations in our community, CCAP and also Bright Futures, who makes an incredible difference. We've we partner with them monthly anyways, but you and I get an opportunity to respond today. Uh, they are going to be a blessing, as they are 365 days a year in our area right here, um, to be able to feed people Christmas dinners uh, that are going to be without Uh, that as we give 100% of what we give today, it's going to go to these organizations. And uh, it's going to go uh, to families that are without, that can't even buy their children some gifts. Those are the things that it's going to go towards. So as you and I prepare our hearts to give, Um, You can write a check to Abundant Life Church. We're going to write one check, 50-50, right down the middle to both of these organizations. If you're giving online, you'll see a drop-down, Heart for the House, as you give to that. That will go to this as well. But you and I get a wonderful opportunity at this moment, at this moment, to say, Thank you, God. You've been so good to me. And now, as a beneficiary... I get an opportunity to be a blessing back to others who are without. And we get to honor the Lord through that today. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this this moment that we have together, Lord, to bless your name. Thank you, Lord, for the reminder, Lord, of your healing in all 10 of these lepers. But then as we come down, we see a man full of humility that returned to you and fell at your feet, Lord, and gave you thanks. Lord, I pray that we would be reminded of that today, the week ahead, Lord, the days ahead, as we come with a heart of gratitude that God, you are the one that gives salvation, that you have saved us. We cannot even save ourselves, but you have saved us and you have made us whole. So we turn back today honoring you blessing you, giving you all the thanks. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everyone said amen and amen. Come on, would you stand? We're going to worship the Lord together. And as we do, would you make your way forward today? And would you put this offering here in these buckets as an expression of thanks for what God has done?